Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. So there was a couple things that I wanted to talk about in tonight's episode, but something happened today that I want to address first. So I logged into Twitter today and saw Bombshell Report, breaking news, and it was a Wall Street Journal um, article. I guess somebody did some research and was able to quote unquote crack a pedophile ring code on Instagram and it was in relation to emojis. Now anyone that's been following me for the past few years or has been listening to this podcast knows that I have talked quite frequently about emojis. I've talked about it here. I've talked about it on TikTok. I've done guest appearances where I've talked about it on TikTok Lives as a guest or other people's podcasts. Now, I don't want to take credit for me discovering it because I absolutely did not. But there was a couple of girls back, I want to say it was about five, six years ago, and they were studying the sex trafficking ads on Backpage.com, which is no longer in existence, And they cracked the code about the emojis and talked about what emojis mean different things. I don't know who's listening, so I really don't feel comfortable saying which one is which. Um, Because, again, it could be people with bad intentions. But they figured out what all of them meant. And that was, like I said, five, six years ago. I talked about the emojis and every time I mentioned that I saw it most frequently being used on Instagram it would either be in the like caption area or it would be in the comment section and in the comment section would be what they were quote-unquote purchasing and in the caption would be what they were selling So this wasn't exactly a bombshell report or breaking news, considering that it has been a known fact for about five years now. And I'm not I'm not quite sure why it was put out by The Wall Street Journal today, but it definitely wasn't news. And anyone that has been spreading awareness about trafficking has been talking about it and anyone that has been listening to survivors has been hearing about it the thing that bothers there's a couple things that bother me but the thing that bothers me the most is they have been changed they've been doing it the same way for five years and i'm sure they'll continue to do it for another 5 10 15 years until somebody does something to stop this but it just it shows that they are doing it out in public for everyone to see these are not private accounts and everyone sees it but nobody knows what it is and this is kind of what i talk about when i say spreading factual awareness is so important because if you're focusing on an island in the caribbean or of at the elite and only in those places you're going to miss it everywhere else that it is. And I've had dozens, if not hundreds of accounts like these follow me on Instagram. And I instantly 
report them. I not only report them to Instagram, but if it looks like a minor, I report it to missing and exploited children or the FBI's cyber crimes unit and the human trafficking hotline. And Instagram doesn't take them down. The article from what I gathered says that they are fighting it, but they're not. I mean, I have one report that said that they're just received so many reports and they're not able to address it. So the account will not be taken down because there's nothing violating terms of service or community guidelines, whatever it's called, which this is why they do it the way that they do, because an emoji is not going to trigger the automated system that they use to look at the reports because they do receive a lot. So it's not very hopeful for me as a survivor trying to make a difference to end trafficking when people just aren't paying attention. And I mean, the other thing that was kind of devastating was it somehow proved that Pizzagate was true. I don't know how people linked that. Um, the word cheese pizza was used because it, cheese pizza has the same initials or whatever as child sexual assault material, um, the CP, which we are trying to get away from using that terminology. Um so, of course, that means Pizzagate was true, and Alex Jones was right, and we need to protect him at all costs. Listen, Alex Jones does what he does, but he's not the one that exposed the emojis. These two girls that did it for a college thing, they exposed it. Survivors are exposing it each and every single day. They're talking about it more and more. So... Let's not give the credit to a man that talks about a lot of conspiracy theories and gets his fan base all riled up that also is being sued into bankruptcy because he doesn't deserve that credit. The survivors do. And the people that are working tirelessly, sorry, man, that word was not working for me tonight, but working tirelessly every single day to bring awareness, to bring change, and to end trafficking. Those are the ones that deserve the credit. And we should give credit where credit's due. This is not in any way, shape, or form that the whole Pizzagate thing was true. Pizzagate got turned into a lot of things. And the only truth of it is that some of the politicians are involved with trafficking. Um, pretty much, yeah, that's it. And people just stop there. They don't continue to see that this is happening to everyday people that they are friends with, that live in the same neighborhoods as them. Kids that go to school with their children, they just want it to be an elite problem and a celebrity problem and a politician problem. And when we keep doing that, it's never going to end. We had, like I said, a couple of girls come out with these emojis five, six years ago. I guess no one really paid attention or it didn't get enough news. But now 
people are paying attention. Well, what about all the kids in between? All the kids in the past five years that were sold on Instagram using emojis that survivors were screaming practically at the top of their lungs about, but nobody listened or nobody paid attention. What about them? Because they got hurt and they got trafficked continuously over five years. So I just, I can't stress enough that spreading factual awareness, paying attention to these kinds of things is so unbelievably important when it comes to ending trafficking. We can save so many kids, so many adults, if we listen to survivors when they talk about the way that it happens, because no one knows it better than trafficking survivors, how trafficking rings work, how traffickers find their clientele, how they essentially just do everything. So if you want to read the article, I encourage you to. I, like I said, don't have a subscription, so I wasn't able to, but I did find some screenshots of the article and I just was like, yeah, not new information. In fact, one of my good friends that owns an organization, I texted her and was like, did you know that they use emojis on Instagram to promote sex trafficking? And she thought I was being serious because you can't hear sarcasm in a text message. Like, we knew this. But see, I can't remember if I talked about it on here. I know I talked about it on a friend's podcast but there was Operation Cathedral. I know I have talked about that before. It was in the late 90s. It brought down Club Wonderland, which was an international pedophile ring. And it, Club Orchid was one within the United States, but was a part of Club Wonderland. So when they brought it down, they explained what their initiation process was. And it was to provide pictures and videos of them essentially assaulting children to get blackmail on them and to get them to prove that they were not cops. It got brought down because a man did something to his daughter's friend that was sleeping over his house in California. She told her mom, the mom told the police, and it just uncovered all of this. And recently... Sean Ryan put out an episode with, um, God, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it was Ryan Anthony. And he is a hacker that does good. Um, and he's also working with Project Veritas, um, talking about a pedophile ring that he uncovered that was not on the dark web, even though it's being said that it was on the dark web. It wasn't. It was on the web that we all use every single day. The initiation process to get into that club was exactly the same as that of Club Orchid and Club Wonderland. That was brought down 25 years ago. So what does that tell us? It tells us that they're doing it the same way. And if these rings were doing it the same way online for... 25 years I mean we gotta hope that we can put an end to it before this emoji thing goes on for 25 years they're not hiding they're doing it out in public we just have to get people aware and get people talking and get people understanding that 
It isn't going anywhere. And it's not happening in an underground tunnel or on an island in the Caribbean. It's happening in our neighborhoods. It's happening in our children's schools. It's happening everywhere. And anyone could be potentially a victim, potentially a survivor, potentially a buyer, and potentially a trafficker. And as long as we are focusing ourselves in only one direction, like the elite, Pizzagate, all of that stuff, and the conspiracy theories, we're not looking sex trafficking in the face of the monster. And that's what we need to do. And that's what my mission was when I started sharing my story and when I started this podcast. So I don't ask a lot of my listeners, but please keep your eyes out. In my link tree, there are links to Missing and Exploited Children's reporting system and the FBI's reporting system. If you see something, report it to them. Also report it to the social media platform. Not much is going to be done if you report it to the social media platform, but maybe they're maybe they actually will change their ways. I was pretty hopeful that the Supreme Court was going to take up a case against Reddit that was brought by um, trafficking survivors that were put onto Reddit's platform, but they decided not to take that case. In the Twitter and Google cases, they ruled that all social media platforms still have Section 230 immunity. Huge, huge slap in the face for trafficking. And until we can hold these platforms that are allowing and assisting trafficking from existing on there, then we got to do all the dirty work ourselves. And it's going to be a tough fight, but it's a fight that's worth fighting and a fight that needs to be fought. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about was there was this website and I've heard that it has been taken down I can't confirm or deny if that's true because I have not gone on the website and have absolutely no intention of it but it's allegedly photos and videos that were taken off of Hunter Biden's laptop and I did see people's post screenshots again cannot confirm or deny if they were in fact from his laptop but what I can say is that they were in fact children And those children were, in fact, victims of child trafficking. And what was so disheartening was people flocked to this website when it went live because they wanted to see these things. And so many people went, in fact, that it actually, the site crashed and people were getting error codes and mad they were getting error codes. And the people that did this website said that they had you know, censored out anything inappropriate. Everything about a victim of child trafficking, rape, or any kind of trauma, picture video proof of their trauma is not appropriate. And people should not want to see that. But unfortunately, when it comes to trafficking and when it comes to these kinds of crimes, people have dehumanized the victims so much that they just lost that connection that this is a real live human being. This is a victim of a horrible, 
heinous crime and immense amount of trauma. And I am witnessing them experiencing that trauma. People, I don't understand. I don't get it. And I wish it was something that people would talk about more often. I know I fought people, well, argued with people on Twitter about it. And, of course, they don't want to see it the way that I do. I was protecting pedophiles by telling them not to look at the videos, which it couldn't be further from the truth. I don't want them protected. I want them brought to justice, but that's not the way of doing it. Exposing the bad guys at the expense of a victim and showing their trauma is not the way to do it. We have to protect victims. We have to protect their identities. We cannot post their trauma publicly on the internet because that's no different than the bad guys and the people that originally put it up. And I just wish people would kind of change that mentality and start to see these people and the victims as human beings and realize that a picture of a child being tortured is a picture of a child being tortured and you shouldn't want to see it. It's a very sad stigma that needs to be broken, but it's one that we need to come together and break. I understand people want to see who the bad guys are in the videos and in the pictures, but you can't do that without hurting the victim. And I know that there are marks on my body that are very distinctive to my body. And even if they blurred my face out, I would still know it was me. And so would anyone that had seen me without my clothes on, especially my husband. And if that got around on the internet in more places than it already is, why should I have to see that? Why should I have to see a picture, a video of my trauma because somebody wants clout? And people really need to start thinking about that before they're posting this stuff. So I just wanted to address that. Um, please don't go to the site. I don't know what's on there, but in the off chance that there are victims of trafficking, which it seems like there is on there, do not exploit those women, those girls, those children any further than they already are. And by going and looking, that's exactly what you're doing. Their face may be covered up. You may not recognize who they are, but somebody does. And they know who they are, and their family knows who they are. So let's just always think about putting the victim first. You know, people, they like to screenshot predators that are on TikTok, Instagram, or whatever, and put up their picture to give out warnings. Well, what we've learned with the emojis and with the Club Wonderland and all of that stuff is the biggest way that these predators operate is through networking. And what's the best way to find one? Yeah, a video of a concerned mother showing a picture of a predator that targeted her children. Now, yes, it's a good thing to warn other parents so parents can be on the lookout. However, what about the bad guys that see that video that are under fake accounts 
and you don't know that they see that video because they don't like it, they don't save it, they don't do anything except write the person's name down, reach it out to them, and bam, now they've networked. And here's another thing. Is it really a concerned mother or is it a mother like mine that's trafficking her kids? And this is just kind of a code that she's sending out so that way people can see it and people can come to her and get what they want. Now, I'm not saying every person that does this is a predator, but it is a possibility and we got to think about things like that. This is all a part of sex trafficking awareness each and every thing that I've talked about so far. And this fight is going to be a long one. And it's going to be a tough one. And a lot of people aren't going to have the stomach for it. I don't always have the stomach or the energy for it. But we have to keep fighting. And we have to put the victims and the survivors' safety at the front. Because at the end of the day, they are the most important people. They are the ones that bring their own justice. They file the reports with the police to get these people held accountable. It's not something anyone but the victim or survivor can do. So instead of exploiting them and demanding that they tell you names, support them and make them feel safe, make them feel like when they do come forward that they're not going to be all alone in this world. That was one of the reasons that I started my foundation is because I wanted survivors to know that they are not alone. There is a huge community of survivors out there and we can support each other and we can help other people support them and us as well things that are very important and that are needed. And there's just not enough out there. There's a lot of support, but it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a village, whatever terminology you want to use. Oh, sorry, I am recovering from pneumonia, so I'm losing my breath a lot. Um, But... I'm going to leave it there for tonight. I know this is a lot quicker of an episode than I usually do, but like I said, I'm sick and recovering from pneumonia, and I've just been exhausted all day and trying to talk sense into people. You know, when they talked about the pedophile ring on the Sean Ryan show, people that were talking about that episode went right to the elite and they did that again today with Instagram we got to stop that because it's not just the elite problem it's happening to your neighbors to your kids friends to your kids your I mean literally it could be anybody I mean I can't even tell you how many people I have walked past as a survivor that had no idea I was a survivor. I can't even tell you how many people I walked past when I was still a victim that had no idea that I was a victim walking with my traffickers. And that's the awareness that we need to spread. That's the signs that we need to learn on where to look. I've got tons of episodes about them. And that's the only way we're going to put an end to this. 
it's never going to go away completely, but we can make it less often and we can put a huge dent in it and we can keep fighting that these social media platforms and these websites be held criminally responsible because they should be. They know it's happening and they're refusing to stop it. They should not be immune. But that's a fight for another day. And you're always welcome to write your legislator to try and get that changed. I've been doing it. Haven't had a whole lot of success. But they have gotten back to me and talked to me about it and things like that. So there's a lot of things that we can do. It's not a hopeless fight. But it is a very big one. And it's going to be exhausting. But at the end of the day... We all want the same thing. We want this horrible, horrific crime to not exist anymore. So let's do what we got to do to get that to happen. I, again, highly recommend reading the Wall Street Journal um, article if you're able to. Um, there, Like I said, there's a ton of screenshots around social media if you want to check those out to get the article without having to pay for a subscription. But not news and i wish people wouldn't treat it like it was it feels like the fight is failing if people aren't don't remember what what has been being said for five six years and if they're still doing things the same way 25 years later but um it's just another thing we got to do so I hope y'all have an amazing week and an amazing weekend. And thank you again for all the continued love and support. I'm going to put the link to my foundation in the description as well as my link tree so you can find me on social media for my podcast, the social media for the foundation. I have, haven't really gotten it all set up um, to the point where I'm making posts, but it's all on the website. So have a good night, y'all, and I will talk with y'all soon.